Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprint Race. The 2022 Formula One season is almost over. We have just one more race left in Abu Dhabi in just a few days time. But yesterday was the Sao Paulo Grand Prix and we have a lot to talk about. So let's get started. It has been a very, very long season and in all honesty, it's been quite difficult to keep up with some of the races this year. So I hope that you don't mind that I'm back for this race and most likely next race as well. Of course, next season is going to be a little bit longer. And if you follow any of my other channels, you'll know that I also attend a couple of Formula E races throughout the year as well. So hopefully I will be able to cover most of the season with this podcast. But as always, I am extremely grateful to all of my listeners and for all of your support. Now, the Sao Paulo Grand Prix yesterday was by far my favourite race of the season. And that makes this job a lot easier because I feel incredibly excited about what happened. And there's an amazing story behind it as well. Now, of course, if you tuned in, you would have known that George Russell, the Mercedes driver, the British driver, won his very first Formula One Grand Prix yesterday. And it was an emotional affair all round. There were tears from George. There were tears, I think, from Ted, from Crofty, Martin, myself. All of us were completely delighted for George Russell. And as far as first wins go, they are always emotional. If you remember Pierre Gasly in Monza having you know, a few tears on the podium, it's always great to see when it means so much to the drivers. And in George's case, I think this has been a long time coming and it's been extremely well deserved. Now, the Sao Paulo Grand Prix was a sprint weekend. Maybe unlike some of the other sprint races, I think Interlagos is perfect for a sprint race. There's just something about Interlagos which to me, most of all, makes the sprint race in Formula One most reminiscent of the sprints in Formula Two. The first thing that comes to my mind, the, the fundamentals of a sprint race is the ability to overtake. Interlagos provides that in abundance. And I think this year, more than ever, we're finally able to see some of the benefits of those design changes that allow cars to follow more closely behind one another. That plus the fact that I think most of the teams now at the end of the season have ironed out a lot of those initial problems. This is the best version of those cars for this year. And so coming to a good circuit where you can overtake, you can closely follow and relatively reliable, high performing cars, you're going to get a really exciting race. That's exactly what we got in the sprint, which was won by George Russell. And so for the race yesterday, for the first time this season, both of the Mercedes were on the front row. I think they were quite surprised at the pace that they had, but when the race started, they seemed to be in full control of it. I think the only time that really came into contention was after the safety car restart. And that, of course, was the one where Hamilton and Verstappen came together again. It was a difficult day for Red Bull 
yesterday. What with Verstappen's penalty and him trying to get back up to the front with Sergio Perez, who was in a decent position until a late safety car meant that he had a tyre disadvantage. But what really made their day worse was the call from Red Bull for Perez and Verstappen to swap positions in order to try and get past Fernando Alonso. Now, we already know that Verstappen is the world champion. It's been decided. He's done for the season. But what is not decided is P2. And at the moment, it's a very close race between Sergio Perez and Charles Leclerc. Red Bull, of course, will want to secure a 1-2 in the World Championship. And so the idea was if they could get past Alonso, then they can get past Leclerc, who was in P4, and compromise his points for the race. However, by the end of the race, Verstappen wasn't able to get past Alonso and then refused to give the place back. I'm sure you've all heard the radio messages where he said, you know, I've given my reasons. Don't ask me to do that. I think I've made it quite clear. That definitely sent quite a few shockwaves through the community and it wasn't a great look for Red Bull in terms of team dynamic. There's clearly some internal rift going on between Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen, which I think until now, Red Bull have done a very good job of keeping quiet. It's been a very difficult month for Red Bull, and I think this weekend in particular was probably their worst weekend of the season. Now, of course, next week they get to go and pick up not one, but two trophies. And so they will say that this is all behind them, and that they're going to be looking forward to next year. But I'm going to keep my eye on the dynamic between Verstappen and Perez. I reckon now there'll be a lot more to talk about next year with this topic. So I will leave it there. But it was extremely interesting. Now back to George Russell, who after holding off Perez, after holding off signs, then had to hold off none other than Lewis Hamilton, his teammate, who after the final safety car restart was just over a second behind him for 10 laps. Knowing that George Russell had to, in the same machinery, keep someone of Hamilton's caliber behind him, knowing that you have to go through every single corner without a mistake, every single lap has to be perfect. The pressure on George Russell would have been enormous and that's what makes this win so incredible. He thoroughly and calmly controlled that race from the start and I think he said in the interviews that it was only in uh, sector three on the final lap that he finally gave himself the time to think I've got this, I've got that win and you could hear it in his voice when he crossed the line and we could hear the radio. He was already in tears. The emotion had finally swept over that he had won the race and man did he have to fight hard for it and that's what made it so exciting for us to watch it. What I love most about this is that it is such an inspirational story for anyone who wants to drive in Formula One. The way that Russell has composed himself throughout his Formula One career, throughout his racing career, is a model example of how any driver should behave on their way 
or in an attempt to be at the highest level. I was a little bit disappointed earlier this year when I was reading about the drama with Oscar Piastri because it gave the impression that, you know, up and coming drivers, new drivers, young drivers can turn down seats that they deem are not good enough for them. And I know that, you know, as a as a driver and you, you know, if you're a very good driver, you want to be the best. But the idea of being like, I don't want to drive for Williams because they're at the back of the grid, to me, gave an air of elitism. Because what message does that send to, to young drivers, to up and coming drivers, where they get to pick and choose a Formula One seat? Like, I need to remind people, this is a Formula One seat. To me, it doesn't matter if it's the back of the grid, midfield, front pack, whatever. I believe that getting your foot in the door, getting yourself into a seat and performing at the highest level with the seat that you've got, that is how you progress in Formula One. George Russell spent three seasons in a Williams and gained himself this reputation of being reliable, punching way above his weight in a car that was not very good, of having patience and trusting that his management, that the team that you know said that they would get him into a good seat eventually would do that. He got some points and he even got a podium. All of those things created this persona of George Russell as somebody who was reliable, trustworthy, honest, and also a damn good driver. Qualities that you want in your team. And he ended up in one of the best seats as a result. It must have been incredibly difficult for him seeing Lando Norris at McLaren, Alex Albon at Red Bull, his old classmates in bigger teams, knowing that you know he'd beaten them in Formula 2, he'd beaten them in Formula 3. And so when Oscar Piastri said no to Williams in favour of McLaren, I, I don't know how I feel about that. And again, I, I hope that it doesn't set the wrong message. But I think this win from Russell balances that scale a little bit, where, again, it shows that if you trust the people who are mentoring you, the teams that are sponsoring you, and you're willing to put in the work, maybe in a car that isn't so good, you will eventually reap the rewards of all of that time and effort that you've put in. I truly believe that. And I think that George Russell is the perfect example of that. And that's why I think it's so inspiring. And I really hope that this is the first of many as well. Imagine now if George Russell goes on to be a world champion. I think it'll show that you don't have to come in at 18. You get one season and then you're out. I hope that it also reminds not just the drivers, the up and coming drivers, but also the teams as well to give their drivers time, investment, backing, support. And then finally, when they're ready, a seat. So I think it's fair to say that I am delighted about this result. For Mercedes, it's a dream result, getting a 1-2, their first win of the season, their first 1-2 of the season. They've clearly put in a lot of work, a lot of effort, and I don't think they even thought they would even get this after how their season started, a second off the pace. Again, I've said this a million times, I know I'm, I'm a broken record on this, but I wish 
into Lagos was still the final race of the season. Imagine if that race was the season finale. How good would that have been? Instead, we have to go to the exclusivity of Abu Dhabi and ah, it just it is not a very good track. They did make some changes to it last year. It was okay. Um, but after obviously what happened last year, I don't think many people were focused on the you know raceability of the track. And that will be it for this year. So as always, thank you very much for tuning in. I will see you next time. <laughs>